so I have been a Star Wars fan uh, most of my life. I think it's ebbed and flowed, to say the least. And right now, I think it's at a pretty hard ebb. Um, but one thing about... So there's a couple things, actually, about Star Wars that I'm interested in. I'm curious if you also feel this way, basically. So first of all, are you a Disney or Star Wars fan at all? No, I am not. Almost zero. Bold. I do not do Disney stuff. Do you like Star Trek compared to Star Wars? Or do you not do either? But there's also not very much good Star Trek. Like, there's more Star Trek shows now that I haven't actually watched. But yeah, yeah. I the last Star Trek show I watched was Picard season one, and that was bad. Like, that was Hell yeah, Picard kind of season bad. one. <laughs> I never like, saw it, but yeah. That's... And then it got worse, and then it randomly got better. So I'm like, do I want to commit to it? Yeah. And I, don't know. I used to but watch the old like, show, but that's that's been a while now. I haven't really gotten back into it. It's like it feels like such an endeavor, you know? Yeah, I am. I am space space wise, but it's more science fiction space as opposed to fantasy space. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Star Wars people are gonna get mad at me for calling it fantasy space because no, it's it's, it's something. Uh, I don't it's know. fantasy space. I don't know. It's fantasy. Yeah, space. yeah, I feel like I know people will get mad at me for saying that. Oh, that's okay. I don't know. Maybe space. It's a it's a space opera, whatever the fuck that yeah. means. But yeah, I mean, it's Everyone like there's kind of space opera. So. There's no like sword that also is light. Like, come on, right? Like that's fantasy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want, but like that is fantasy, right? Um. Like Princess Leia fucking flies through space with no headset and no, you know, uh, like. A spacesuit. So, I mean, if that's not fantasy, what the fuck even is that, right? Um, although you could argue that's not Star Wars, but we're not having that conversation today. My, I'm curious though. So, as a non-Star Wars fan, I, you probably don't have this um, feeling that I have. But one thing I've always wanted to have happen for Star Wars, and this is before it got purchased by Disney, um, and before it they started making the cash cow come alive again and started milking it, right? Um, after Episode Three when we actually had like Mandalorian, you might not know any of these terms and that's fine. Um, but there's this sort of like clone army, uh, like big part of the original, uh, like of the, the prequel trilogy that they made yes. where um, like they basically like take over the evil wins and then like they become the stormtroopers that you know from the like original movies, right? So um, one thing I've always really wanted from Star Wars, the thing I was hoping that when Disney bought Star Wars that they would make, is a show about uh, commando unit, um, like Republic commando troops, uh, which are which are basically like Navy SEALs for like to make an analogy, right? Uh, on these like missions that are like impossible, you know, like the A team equivalent from the eighties, but like a lot more brutal, a lot more violent, like because like in the books and in the like sort of lore. Because I was bigger into this when I was when this was stuff was coming out and Disney hadn't bought it, I was very much into that part of the universe because it hadn't really been developed much back then. And I was like, man, this was this is so good for like a TV show, for example. Like I would love like a a recurring series that follows like Delta Squad, for example, which is like a famous like Commando Squad from that era of the show or of the of the series, right? Um, or of this Star Wars franchise. And uh, I was like, man, that'd be so sweet if they like actually, because it would be a big risk and a big, uh, like, it would be a bold risk for them to do this because it's very uh, violent and it's very dark and it's very heavy and it's very like brutal, uh, that window of time. And as you probably are aware, Disney and Star Wars is like Mickey Mouse and Star Wars land and, you know. Luke is going to win because it's the good guys and we want the kids to be like, you can do it too. Good. Yay. Good guys. Right. 
which is yes. fine. That's just what they are. Yeah. So Disney bought them and I was like, okay, this would be what I want them to do. And this is what I would want anybody to do with Star Wars. Like this is what it needs, I think. Um, because uh, like some of the better movies are the ones that are darker and like engage with that a little bit more because it is Wars is in the name, right? Yes. Uh, and they have not, they have done like the opposite of that, which is a shame. Um, but like something, that's something I used to say back then was like, that's what I want. And now I'm like, I've given up on that dream. So I'm not going to get that. I know I'm not. Um, and what I have realized recently, cause I've, people have asked me like, Hey, do you like star Wars? Cause I have some old star Wars stuff, like in my classroom, for example. And I'm like, I don't know, not really anymore. And they're like, Oh really? You have all this stuff up. And I'm like, they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. And I haven't really had an answer. And I think I know the answer to that question which you may not have ever asked that question before but like in thinking about this episode and this and this game specifically and like just disney as a whole because this game is disney i was like man i think i know actually why star wars doesn't appeal to me anymore um which i found very fascinating so i was thinking about sharing that with you and seeing if you felt that way but it turns out you don't even like star wars already so <laughs> maybe it's not going to be as yeah, good <laughs> I, I don't i don't know where the I don't know where it turned off for me. I, I watched the films and I watched uh, I watched the first set of reboots from Lucas episode one. And yeah, yeah, the prequels. Two, I don't yeah. remember the prequels. And then I just never watched them any. Like I did, have not consumed it's any. kind of bounced off, yeah. Star Wars related media aside from seeing one of the movies, one of the more recent movies with my mom like eight years ago or something like that. Oh yeah, like the one uh, that they rebooted because that was like a big deal, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's just not my thing. I I don't think I just like the thing you said about Disney where everything's good guys win, cheerful, happy. Yay, right. Uh, right. That's not, not, as, not as interesting. Yeah, no, not at all. It's just bad storytelling. Um, but I mean, we're not, I mean, Disney owns everything. So now they're going to be like censoring us probably, right? So yeah. yeah. Um, well, hello. Hello, Disney. But yeah, so like. Yeah, your, your email's on there. <laughs> so one thing I wish, um would happen uh is i wish disney would take and maybe this isn't just disney but since we're talking about disney villainous i'm like okay i wish they would create some stuff that uh takes more risks i guess and leaves some of the like quote unquote precious beloved franchise things that they've made and pushes them further to their boundary right so like for example one thing that um I've heard criticism of for uh, like Zelda, for example, the new Zelda is that their Nintendo is sort of afraid to like change too much of the, of the uh, recipe to the point where it's like Zelda doing something way different and the game design being way different because then people, because people want what they want and they like what they like and they want it to seem familiar, but with like a new polished paint kind of thing, like the new tech or the new software. But I feel like the better art is made from the, people who aren't quite like huge yet like i feel like more often than not i like art that's from a non not as popular artist and i think that's part of why and it's true for this too like these shows and these companies that make these like mega things like the things that are just mega popular and mega famous now i'm just not as into because i feel like they're just more shallow across the board right because of that yeah unless it's something you actually like really really dearly love yeah and like some people sure dearly love star wars and they do yeah yeah I, I, we both know people like there's lots of yep. people who just consume Star Wars, whatever. Because, because and it doesn't matter because like it's just yeah. their thing, right? And I get it. I'm just I thought I was that because I thought it was I was it was good. And then as I've developed, like mentally, and as I've gotten older, I've started to realize that like I liked it then because of that. And now it's gotten stale and shallow, and I can see it. 
I'm excited. Like I, I'm expecting it to develop also and the writing to be good. Cause I know what good writing looks like now compared to then. And it's, and I'm like, I can look at it and be like, this is not good. I know exactly what's happening the entire time. Like nothing is, there's not taking any risks. They're not branching out enough. So I'm just like, man, that's great. Like, and it took me until this game and doing this and like thinking about this script and doing this game that got me actually like to realize that about myself, which is kind of, I thought that was kind of crazy. <laughs> and I was hoping that you maybe had a similar thing, but yeah, again, you don't like Star Wars. So rip. <laughs> it, took you, it took you this long to figure all that out. Cause yeah. Cause pe- people have been asking me and I'm just like, man, I don't know. Cause I wasn't really thinking about it or forcing myself to think about it. I was just like, I don't know. I'm just not into it as much anymore. And then I was kind of like, I didn't really care that I wasn't. Cause I was like, it doesn't matter really. Um, so I didn't really like spend the time to think about it until this. And now I'm like, Oh, I think that's why, which is kind of crazy. There, you haven't like run up against anything else. Cause this has been going on forever in very, very I, many different I, mediums I, of everything. Yeah. I don't think there's been anything else that I've liked for this long. That's that media. I think that's why like, or that I like, like I think the, the early, the, the youngest I remember liking something heavily besides like Mario was Star Wars. That was like the first thing in my memory bank from way back that I remember latching onto. And my brother liked it also. And like we were able to sort of bond over that and over Star Wars cards, which I mentioned uh, in a very long ago episode. Um, so like Star Wars kind of like meant more to me, I think because of that, at like that sort of young developmenting, developing into a person age, the like formative years, you know? So I like held it up on this pedestal and I remembered that from my youth and had, that was such a long time ago. I was like, oh man, I think I've liked Star Wars the longest of anything. And now I don't anymore. And I wonder why that is, but like nothing else is I've liked that long. I don't think, I think that's probably why I haven't like seen it that's in this really light funny. before. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't have that kind of attachment to anything. See, this like, is like I, the only thing I've ever had that kind of attachment to. I think that's why. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you don't have other examples, I feel like this happens to like, everything you you're you're really into wrestling and then at a certain point it just doesn't change it's always the same you kind of know what's gonna happen and then you're like man theater and you're like okay lose interest yeah and a lot of times it's just because people stop innovating that's what i mean the innovation when the innovation stops and that's what i'm i'm curious when like the artists that i really respect and the artists that i really appreciate typically people don't know a and b i think the part the part that I um, was at least maybe subconsciously until now attached to about them the most is that they were constantly trying shit and innovating. And sometimes it was bad. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that was when they were trying that shit out and I didn't really like it. And I think it was pretty bad, but because they did that now they're making this other thing that I'm like, Holy shit, that's incredible. But like, it's not like consistency. They're always making something I'm always going to like. It's like, they've had a, they've developed it. And like, development sometimes is bad and then it's good and sometimes it's bad for a while and then it's never good and then sometimes it's good and then it's bad and then it's never good again like you know what i mean like it's it's messier and i and i respect that and like i'm attracted to that more now than like oh it's just like yay it'll sell to the masses and like you know whatever like i'm just like about that stuff now i guess way more than i was before (laughs) maybe i'm getting old i don't know oh yeah I say this and I, I like, I know I'm older than you. Right. Yeah. 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 I was about to say, <laughs> um, but Hey, so to speak to that point, and I think this is why it's a, like an interesting, what interests me about this game the most, I think um, is that this doesn't do that. This game, I think is the only Disney thing that I've ever come across 
that actually goes against everything I've just said, which is pretty cool. I think like, I think that's part of why when I started first, I first got this game, not expecting anything and it blew me away. And I was like, I wonder why. And now that I've been thinking about it and playing more games and thinking about this too, I think this might be the thing that has Disney's name on it that actually breaks that script a little bit in a pretty cool way. Yeah. There's probably things that Disney has had their hands in that also does that. I think so. Probably. I just haven't come across them. Yeah. This is like the only one I know of. (laughs) Yeah. Like Disney has done a lot of stuff for like the first time, like just animation. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're right. When they started, it was, it was great and new and different. Oh yeah. Kind of like did a lot of similar things all the way back then. Right. And now it, it is wherever it is. I don't know what Disney related animated stuff. And it might be falling into the same type of samey trap that we've been discussing here yeah maybe um, i don't know i don't haven't followed it i have there's this is not interesting to me now anymore right so like i'm not sure maybe hopefully hopefully it's still innovating it and stuff right but it's not across the board <laughs> yeah and, and there's there's like there's like adjacent things like have you ever heard of kingdom hearts i do know kingdom hearts yeah that's that like kingdom oh, yeah. hearts final one, final fantasy and disney right <laughs> yeah like that whole thing is not it's disney adjacent because it, it uses their characters and licenses right. their characters i don't know how all that works but it was made by one of the japanese whatever um, yeah it's it's uh developers yeah it's and, the final fantasy guy and like you know uh like goofy and you're like the fuck yeah right yeah it's like... yeah that I remember when that came out, I was in college. And that was like mind breaking. Like, yeah, see, they innovated and changed it. Yeah. anything like that. Like you don't, that, that was like, that, that changed the game. And then they did the same exact thing for the next three games. And the most recent, I should say three games, there's like a dozen games. And then for the most oh, recent games, it's really Kingdom Hearts now. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, Oh yeah. I don't uh, like them, but like, I do like that they, are innovating it right yeah, like, that's so, what i mean like sometimes innovation is messy like kingdom hearts games kind of suck at least well people like kingdom hearts are about to shit their pants probably um but i mean i don't like them i mean yeah they're yeah fine. i mean at least, like like, like they exist they've it, they exist for a reason right it's good innovation yeah mm-hmm. and like <laughs> it, it, they basically landed a hit and then they kind of made a lot of very similar games after that that fleshed out a lot yep. of stuff essentially you know in the same Category. The same thing. So, See, there you go. There's again. Oh, it was a hit. Now we can just milk this recipe, and it's like so eh, if it's not, I don't know if that's that exactly stuff. why though. What what makes this game different to you? Uh, I think the main thing about this that does that is that you are uh, more likely to say something like this. Fucking Ariel, you cunt! I hate that you just did that. God damn it! Because any other Disney thing is going to be like, Ariel's the best, and Ariel wins, and like the, the evil guy is bad. But in this one, you know. Yeah, you're right. The first game of this, I See? did something very similar. Uh, yeah. My exact words were something like, I was playing Captain Hook, I think. Yep. I think that was my first or second game. Mm-hmm. And I said something along the lines of, I, I keep getting my ass kicked by fucking children. Yes, see? Yeah, fuck these kids. They keep kicking my yeah. ass. See? Yeah, if you're saying shit like that then and it's and it's Disney on its name, then that's make that's changing the game, my friends.
minutes. And I think that's a beautiful segue as any into what this game is. So um, first I have a, I have a, a starting question for you. Um, and this uh, question is pretty simple. Um, it has to do with some things we've talked about before. So uh, for our listeners who are interested, this game is uh, what looks to be a theme game, which I think um, our listeners who have um, been diligent with us will know. It's sort of this situation where you go to like your local game store or you go to like Target, we do the Target test and you see something on the shelf and it's like, hey, this is the thing you like. And there's like tons of versions of it, right? Like, hey, you like... Um, Marvel? Well, hey, here's Marvel Monopoly. And you're like, oh, cool. I like Marvel. I'll get that version of Monopoly because like, I'm interested in the theme more than I'm interested in the game, right? Or the genre, if you will. Like, hey, I really like Star Wars. Here's Star Wars Monopoly. Hey, I really like football. Here's NFL Monopoly, right? And it's like, you're buying the thing or you're playing the game because of not the game mechanics, but because of the, the sticker theme attached to it. And at the start of this game, it kind of looks like it would fall under that category. Hey, this game is called Disney, like the equivalent of Monopoly, but it's called Disney Villainous, right? Um, and on the surface, and what you expect, I think, from the box is a, okay, this game is going to be pretty shallow because you're really just getting this for the, like, the fact that it's based on these Disney characters that you might like. And then it turns out that it's not that at all. Um, nope, not even close. Not even close. So I think my question for you is: When you first found this game, how many, how long did it take you on that first play, second play, eighth play, whatever it was, until you realized this isn't that? Like, was it instant, or was it did it take you a while because of your expectations? I think of um, you know what I mean. It was pretty instant. Ooh, I'm okay. Remembering correctly, yeah. We were was the first time you played with best. me? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, First time I played was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. Long, long time ago. And we were reading the rules because no one had ever played it before. Someone had just picked it up or some, maybe someone had played it once. Yeah, yeah. We're looking through here, I'm like, oh, this is not like an easy throwaway game. Oh, there's you could tell from the rules. Oh, shit. Yeah, look yeah. at the rules and be like, there's actually stuff you have to do here. Yeah. And we're just kind of like sitting here reading the rules in silence. And we're like, this might be kind of interesting. Like, this is way more in-depth then it has any right to be like that. Yeah. They could have taken so. There's so many different directions that you can go with just having the Disney license to use all the characters. Yep. Like they could have like done nothing with this game, but they actually decided to make a game, which is a bold choice. First, yeah, I know that was the first shocking part. Like, there's actually a game here. Like, yeah. already exceeded expectations. Yeah. Maybe this is actually potentially interesting. And we're nice. looking at the stuff and being like, oh, there's not. Not only is there card art, there's there's a uh, there's callbacks to the film. Or Hell yeah. Whatever. It's almost like you're living the film from. while you play it kind of, right? Yeah. 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 So you remember thing you like, you look at, you look at a card and you're like, I remember when that happened in the film mm -hmm. and you take the action, the action is what was happening in the film. We're like, Oh, this game is actually kind of neat. It's kind of like, it's got a good tie in. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we don't know how good this game is because we're just playing it for the first time. And everyone's making mistakes and we don't know the rules. Yeah. 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 But it's certainly fun. It was certainly interesting. And we came away with a very positive experience from that. Hell yeah. That's sick. And that's game one or even yeah, pre-game game one. one. Awesome. Awesome. So for me, my answer to that is a similar thing, but um, a, a, unfortunately a less exciting reality. And that is um, when I first played this game, it was the first game that I had played since board game, like proper since like Catan and Risk in my youth, besides the Star Wars trading card game. 
Um, so I didn't really know anything about games. And this one kind of was the first one that I got that my wife and I played that sort of like brought me back to board games kind of again, because I, I don't know, it's got away from them because like people that I was around just didn't play them and wasn't interested. So I kind of just lost interest too, sadly, because I wish that hadn't happened, obviously. Um, so I didn't really have any expectations and also didn't know any better. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like I like the mechanics of this, but I got it for the theme because my wife is loves Disney. And I was like, hey, maybe we could play this because like she likes Disney and that could be a thing we could do that'd be fun, right? Um, yeah. But I didn't realize how deep it was until I think like many, many plays later because I didn't really even understand what that was, right? Until like many, many plays uh, later. Yeah, you didn't have um, a basis. I didn't have a base, right? Yeah, for which is a shame about what what is actually interesting and deep and what's not. Yeah. And what's crazy too, is like the more other games I played subconsciously, the more I started to realize how deep Disney villainous was, which is so weird, right. To like frame it that way. But like, I appreciated Disney villainous more, the other, the more I played other shit, <laughs> which is like so crazy. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, and also too, like, Oh man, one thing I love about it too. Uh, Cause so, you, let's say you like Disney. Hey, you buy it for the theme like me. Hey, my favorite Disney movie is Aladdin. Cool. You can play Aladdin, right? Um, but other people might like other movies. So you're not locked into everyone's playing Aladdin now. Like, that's such a good part of it, too. Like, they were, I think one of the smartest decisions that they made. Well, there's two, I think, smartest decisions that they made in using the Disney license. And I think one of them is it's asymmetric as shit. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, and I have a question about asymmetry and stuff. And we've talked about asymmetry before, which we can get to in a second. Um, so like I can play as the Aladdin movie and then somebody else can be playing the same game as me, but they can be playing their favorite movie. So both people are able to have their, like their movie represented of the one that they remember the best from childhood or whatever. Like, Oh, I loved that movie as a kid. I can play that one and you can play this one that you loved and we can both have the same experience at the same time. Not like we're playing this one because of you. And then next time we'll play the other one because of me, which is it's so smart that they did it this way. Right. Yeah, it stacks on complexity and replayability. You can learn, you can play the same same character a dozen times, sort of have a feel for how what what to do and where, when, and how. And how their deck works and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. it's, it's all brand new. It all works completely differently. Not completely, but like mostly differently. Yeah, there's some there's some like generic rules that kind of you know translate across like that are like generic game rules, but then like yeah, the nitty gritty asymmetry of what you're doing is is way different. And it like all of a sudden it's a new game again. Hey, you're playing Ursula now, and that's a way different deck and a way different game than Captain Hook, which is also significantly different, right? Like, and we can get into that later. Um but yeah, so that's really awesome. Also, uh you're reliving the movie from the fucking villain, dude. Like, and that's yeah, the, that's what's a part of the opening we were talking about, right? Like, it's your I would you would expect this game has Disney stamped on it to be. Oh, I can be Aladdin, go collect the genie, find the magic carpet, and get Abu to go and save Jasmine because that's how it goes in the movie, and everyone's happy, and Jafar gets kicked. Like, that's what you would expect. I think that's what I expect. Maybe you expect different things uh, now. Who knows, right? Um, but no, it's like, hey, you're Jafar and all of the good guys are like, you're like fucking pissed at constantly because you're trying to do the thing that the villain's trying to do in the movie. And when someone wins, they've done it and they've like killed all of the heroes. Like, it's so good that they switched the script on it. Like, I love that they did that with this. And I wish that more cash cow like companies or cash cow like things would do things like this with their media like flip the script a bit so that people can get a taste of a different it's like 
it's like I eat an apple all the time. Now I want a pear, you know, like it's not the exact same, but like when I eat those pears, I like those pears more and I appreciate the apples more. And then my whole fruit palette is better as opposed to just apples all the time. That was a, I don't know if that was, I wasn't comparing apples to apples there, but I think you hopefully get what I'm saying. <laughs> I I would use probably like a way more complicated, complex <laughs> metaphor, but that's fine. Yeah. Apples and pears. <laughs> Nailed it. Great job. Oh man. yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah, so let's get into this game a little bit. Um, so this game has it's Disney Villainous, like we said. Um, and the base game, what comes in the box are six different thematic uh, like movie characters that you can play. Um, before we get into the specifics of each the, each of those and like kind of what they are, um, very, very basically, you've got a single currency that you're looking to accumulate and then use to spend to do things like power-ups, right? It's very simple um, in that regard. Uh, and you have a, an action deck that you're drawing cards from that you're trying to play, uh, and it caught, takes that currency to play most of them. And then you have a fate deck, which is the heroes. And when you you get fated, fate strikes, and then the heroes come out and fuck you up, right? Um, so you're trying to work through your deck as best you can uh, to try and find the specific things you need for your leader's win condition. And the first piece of asymmetry that every player runs into with this game, first of all, is you're playing a different character in a different movie, right? And second, uh, at the very front of your skinny little board, uh, which is very mobile and portable, uh, you see that your objective is not the same as everyone else's. It's not like first person to get X wins the game and you do it in a different way. It's like your objective is literally a different thing than everyone else's. And the first person who achieves their objective wins, but nobody has the same objective and nobody achieves or plays the game the same way as a result. Um, so like, for example, uh, Captain Hook needs to kill Peter Pan. That's part of his objective. So Peter Pan is in the fate deck. So if you fate Peter Pan or fate Captain Hook, you're helping Captain Hook find Peter Pan faster. That's bad. So most of the time that I've played Captain Hook, and I don't know if this is optimal or not, this is just kind of how it works out. Uh, people don't do that and engage with that mechanic. They force Captain Hook to find Peter Pan themselves, which takes longer, right? So like, and if you don't know that, you know what I mean? Like it's so like even that little example, I think is a lovely little like asymmetry that I think works really well. Like each game, each player in there, like impacts how you play and where you go and what you do in a really nice way, even though everybody's playing the same game. And you've played Captain Hook. Um, and I think when we, I think you played him with me, right? No, I played, uh, Oh shit. Hugs bear. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> you did the toy story guy. Oh yeah. Shit. That was fun. Actually. I do remember that. And I want to get to the expansions later. Um, cause he's in a lots of lots. So, right. I think it's his name. The, lots of, the toy yeah. story lots, bear. Yeah. Lots yeah. of hugs. He smells like strawberries. Oh yeah. Lots of hugs. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, we're not, again, this isn't a how to play, right? But that's, that's basically it, right? Like you're trying to complete your objective. You do it in a variety of ways. You move around, uh, like you move to a spot and you can take any actions that are in front of you. And there's different spots have different actions you can take. And then you do those actions and then you pass your turn, you draw cards up and then you, you, we go around in a circle until someone's completed their objective, right? Um, some characters have you fishing the deck for items. Other characters have you looking for a specific hero to try and kill like captain hook's trying to kill peter pan um some of like some characters have you doing a variety of other things like just collect a bunch of money or collect a bunch of power and influence right um it's very 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 simple when you break it down like that but um as we just mentioned uh, earlier with mahjong maybe and i wanted to ask you this too do you decoy think that the depth that's there is enough to call this game like a proper because so let me preface this with a, another thing. So 
I feel like people who know this game or people who've played it either assume the theme throwaway game style or they're like, oh yeah, that's like too easy, too simple, not very deep. Don't worry about that one. Oftentimes is how I'll hear people who know this game say like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, like that's fine. But like, that's really for low level quote unquote gamers, right? And they stiff their nose up. So do you think that there's enough depth here to combat that, uh, not stereotype, but like, I guess, assumption of both the theme game throwaway and the also like, you know, it's so it's too simple for any depth and complexity to ever shine through. What do you think? So there's a lot of like questions and little, little things to talk about here. So yeah, answering your question with a question, who is this Ooh. game for? Yeah, that does kind of beg that question, doesn't it? Because I think if you're playing this with like like big time board gamers, they're gonna right. think this is really easy and kind of boring. Yes. If you're playing this with kids, they're gonna think this is too hard, depending on the kids. Right, right. Are. Okay. So interesting. So who who is actually the target audience for this game? The age is ten and up on the box, so maybe like Disney fans who are in that sort of ten to Fill in the number there that you'd like, 16, 18, 50, something like that, maybe. Like, I like Disney, and I maybe like board games, and I'm young, and I, maybe my board game, like, experience or repertoire hasn't developed to the point where I'm playing, like, you know, 4.6 weight board games that are, like, five, six, eight hours long, like Twilight Imperium or some other equivalent heavier thing. Um, maybe that group? That's my guess. But I'm not sure, honestly. That's how I, I would assume, too, though. I think it's too hard for that for that uh, group of people. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe there is too much depth then. Yeah this this game strikes me as a board game. It's a, it's a board game, board game, board game. Right. With with Disney characters with a right. Disney license. It's not a Disney game. Oh, that's an interesting distinction. Yeah, I think that's so, right. So, like, if you're going into this expecting just to have a fun Disney time, this is not that game. No. It's not. It's way deeper than that. Like you have to do stuff. Yeah, uh, and it takes a while. I, I, yeah, I need to come up with like a, a better way to describe this. But would I play this game with my mother? My mom likes Disney. She's sure. totally into it. Would sure. she be into this game? No. No. Uh, too much. It's, not, it's <laughs> a little too heavy. Yes, I love my mother. She's wonderful, but right. she's not like there's there's certain board games she'll play, and there's certain board games that I don't think she'd have a good time. She's not going to have a good time playing this game. There's too many rules. There's too many things to keep track of. Yeah, and it's too different. Like one thing I think about people who maybe aren't quote unquote gamers potentially is the thing we've mentioned before. Like if you're learning a new game, you want it to be relatively symmetrical. So you can look at your neighbor and be like, they're doing that. And that looks seems like it's a good idea. I'll also do that so that I can feel like I'm making some good progress. And I don't really understand why I should, but I'll just follow what they do. And like that should be a good enough move for now. And that's a really good positive thing for a game for a newer player to have. I think, right? Because a lot of players uh, and a lot of just people in general kind of can get like reticent to try new stuff that seems overbearing when it's also asymmetric and like you can't do that. It's like I have to figure this out for myself and also keep track of what everyone else is doing. Like that's very overwhelming unless it's like, you know, unless you're like a capital B G gamer, right? And even then some people are like, oh, no, 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 no. My Like even I sometimes I'm like the first time I play, I want to play something where I can see what they do and i'll like the first time i played brass that's what i did i was like oh you're doing that i'll do that too like until i internalized it right and then i and now i don't do that right but like even 
I wouldn't even call myself capital B, capital G, but I'm definitely like capital B, lowercase g or one or the other, right? Like I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. And even I'm still like, let me, yeah, that's a fun, that's, it's good to be able to do that sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except if you're and this one, nope. an asymmetric game. Yeah, you can't really do that. There's no, no nope. opportunity. Everybody's stuff is different. Yes. Um, yeah, so like, what was your original question that I, that I answered with a question? Yeah, yeah. I think um, what it boils down to now that we've had that follow-up question, I think my, my, what it boils down to is, is this game worthy of its quote-unquote stigma, which is easy, simple, capital BG gamers would say it's too easy and too boring or whatever and like I'm not interested? Or is there enough, enough depth here for the capital BG gamer to actually enjoy playing? Or is it only for like somewhere in between to newer to the hobby people? Or is it a throwaway? And you already answered that. It's not a throwaway, like, yeah. you know, Disney, whatever. So like, yeah, where, where is it, I guess, on this spectrum? Yeah, th there's like, I don't know how to answer this question because it's uh, me neither. different to everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's way too complicated. And for some people, this game's way too easy. Yeah. So it, it totally just depends on who you are and what you're into and how much experience you have with this type of thing. I can speak yeah. for myself saying like, yeah, if someone has this and we have a board game night and someone really wants to play Villainous, sure, I'll give it a, I'll give it a spin. Yeah, let's um, do it. It's not my type of game, though. My type of game is, and I will also have to like more carefully define this in the future, yeah. but whenever I play a board game, or any game for that matter, what I want, personally, is to feel competent. And playing yes. the game like yes. the buttons that i'm pushing i can correctly figure out what buttons to push and actually see that they're doing something and have right. some amount of success which is why i don't like zoo because right. i never felt like i could ever get there right and none of the stuff around that game arc nova if you like, we just call it zoo right all, all the right. stuff around that game wasn't keeping me there so there's no reason for me to play it so right. this game nailed it almost on like the second playthrough i, I kind of like Halfway through the first playthrough, I think, it kind of clicked for me what I was supposed to be doing, which is, yeah. like, rapidly fast for me. It usually takes yeah. me forever to learn board games. <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, really, really quick, which means that it's probably on the easier side. If someone like me, who has my learning style, can get it so quickly, it's probably not that complicated to begin with. I also feel like this game is not necessarily one that you should try to get good at. Ah... That I agree with wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. I think There's others might that I know who like it might disagree, but yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. This is an experience game. Yes. This is something that it, that's like a, a one-shot story, sort of. Yeah. Like you, you play this to experience what the game is telling you to do and figure out for yourself. Right. And if you don't do that and you just look up strategy guides after playing it once, Ugh. then a lot of the magic kind of goes away with this game. There's some yeah. games you need to do that with. And to varying levels, there are games that say maybe you should do this or maybe you shouldn't do this. Yeah. And it's something that, a uh, convenient example, I've been playing a lot of Mahjong now. Yep. And I'm at the point where if you're playing strategic games like that, and Mahjong is very strategic, right? there will come a point at which you kind of get stuck and you don't feel like you're making progress. Yeah, and you have to study in some way. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm starting to seek out like just general advice about what I'm doing wrong. Ah, and yeah. 
that is not something that applies to this game. Probably. Like, I don't think so either. No. Game. If you want to get really, really good at this game, you can. You can look up strategy guides and what to do for all of the different villains. And you can like, you, you can show up and be the guy who's just like extremely, extremely good at Smash. Right, yeah. <laughs> just crushes and everyone. Just, like, crushes everybody. Like that can be you if you really want to. It wouldn't even be yeah. that hard. But you, if you're doing that, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, for this, this one, that it, that's not, no, no, do that with a game that has a lot more crunch than, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah. like, is this game too easy or too hard? Uh, it's not really the point. Yeah, the point maybe experience. so. Yeah, it's almost That'd like the trail episode, right? Or like Nemesis. Yeah. Like, the point of the game isn't necessarily the outcome, it's the journey that you're making in the magic circle with your yeah. friends or with the people you're playing with. Yeah, and this journey on this one is sort of magical maybe because it's shaped in that sort of Disney bubble in some ways. Cause you're sort of like reliving your nostalgic favorite movie, maybe if you, you know, or like couple. Right. But yeah, it doesn't, but it's not trivial and it's not like a five hour crunch where like, you know, to get that magic journey, you have to also, you know, put up a shit ton of time and a shit ton of energy to find, to put all the, the work into getting to it. Right. It's like, it's like the easiest journey. It's like the the pendulum of speed and magic and ease slash difficulty is like all those things are all meeting at like one point only. And it's like the magic sweet spot. And it's almost like this one's hitting that. Whereas like if you want speed to be faster and it's like faster than this, well, then you're not going to have as much magic because like something that's this quick can't have this kind of magic to it. If it's too, if it's way too slow, then the magic can be higher, but like then it's not in the sweet spot anymore because it's taking too long. Right. Like it's almost like there's like a little slider and all three happen to have lined up in a nice little spot, like somewhere in the center of all of that. I don't know what exactly that is, but yeah, I don't think the point is becoming so good at this game that you can crush everyone and like making a draft and making it competitive. And like, I only ever play Ursula because Ursula is like so strong for this reason, right? Like, I don't, this, this is not that kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of game where every time you play, pick up someone new. And if you have played all the characters, pick the one you played most, least, least recently. Yes. Or the and, one. Yeah. Just like have fun. Like that, that's kind of just it. I, I'll play this game. That's totally fine. If I have options, I probably won't choose to play it. But if it's around and people are interested, sure, I'll give it a spin. Hell yeah. Hell it's yeah. Good it's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough almost in like every setting kind of, right? Yeah, like that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so another question for you. Because um, this game is asymmetric, like we said. Um, and we haven't covered that many like proper asymmetric games. So we haven't really had a chance to cover it lately or that that much in depth as we will over the next couple of weeks here. Um, so one, my, one of my initial questions for you, I think, and I've been thinking about this too, um, for an asymmetric game, I think the expectation probably, maybe you can correct me here, is that it's not going to be balanced because of its because of its asymmetry, or is it possible for an asymmetric game to still be balanced somehow? Um, in general, that that's like balance is relative, right? I think no, you're not going to be able to perfectly balance an asymmetric game, but it's really hard to perfectly balance anything. That's true. So even there's going to be there nowadays they're like asymmetry gets folded into a whole lot of different um, into a lot of different games now and right. a lot of old games. So you have Starcraft, which is the first asymmetric video game that I can remember. There's probably many more before that. Sure, sure. The original Dune video game came before that, I think. Yeah. Anyway, 
like that had three different three different races you could play and the matchups were all different it was like you weren't all playing the same dudes in the same yeah okay um even way back to like command and conquer you're playing uh what was it nod versus gd G, gdi gid okay GDI, good guys and they had different units and they had different structures and things oh like nice that. okay like this this is like embedded into a lot of different places yeah and it was never balanced like this yeah stuff i, didn't, is, I wouldn't know, think so it, it was never like exactly right. And I don't think the goal is for it to be exactly right either. Yeah. It's exactly. like part it of the symmetry. Like, yeah. It has to be good enough. E- even now, like Wonderland's war, that's, that's uh same deal. A lot of parallels with this game has uh, Alice in Wonderland. Right. Uh, art looks pretty similar. Yep. Uh, and you all play as different characters from Alice in Wonderland. But and yeah, it's supposed to in them. Disney, right? Yeah. And some yeah. are stronger than and, others. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. So can you balance it? No. Like they're not balanced. They tried. But yeah, they it's, got it. it's, yeah, it's like, like as long as it's good enough, that it's close enough. It's close enough. It's fine. It's, if it's relatively balanced at the start, all other things being equal, the players who are playing can know, oh, this person has this one power that's really good. And here's something that I can do to help kind of mitigate that power a bit to balance it more. And then they're going to do the same thing to me. Their end becomes the magic of the, the asymmetric sort of design in my sort of view, but it's not so imbalanced that like, you know, it's like one faction always wins every game. Like, no, 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 no. Like that wouldn't be the, the style of asymmetry I would want. Or how, how uh, balanced do you seek your asymmetric experiences? Do you want it to be like, closer to perfectly balanced or do you prefer the like wildly crazy asymmetry of like vast for example or something that's like okay this is like way asymmetric and like totally nuts or do you do you Mm. prefer like for example dune imperium has asymmetric leaders but everything else is the same like where it's like there's a little asymmetry in this game but it's not like root asymmetric or it's not like this disney villainous has asymmetric objectives right like everyone's doing different shit and in different ways or vast which is even more asymmetric than either of those right like where's your sort of like asymmetric preference on that scale totally depends so sometimes it's, it, it depends on what the game is like i wouldn't even mind if if this game i'm not saying it is it's probably not i wouldn't mind if villainous was like not very well balanced because i don't yeah, think yeah. that's the point right but it, it, it depends on what you're trying to get out of the experience so okay. this is why people complain so much about Root and how certain <laughs> things are busted and other things right. don't work. It's because they want a competitive experience and they yep. want things to be as balanced as possible, which is impossible. Which is impossible for an asymmetric game. All we can do yep. is, yeah, self-balance as best we can and make small rules changes for things that are obviously kind of busted and unfun. So in that sense, you want it as balanced as possible. If it's something like Betrayal... right. Just like, just turn the RNG meter up. That's that's like hell that yeah, fun. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of my answer. It depends. Okay, it's a bad answer. It depends on what my what I my expectations of my experience are. Ah. I'm just playing to have fun. RNG is totally fine. And then competitive experience. Yeah. Then like balance is more important, but it's not the end all be all. Especially okay. if there's table balancing mechanisms, which is maybe one of the big problems with Dune. There's not a lot of ways to, to, balance. to balance around the specific type of asymmetry that they have. Yeah, like Solomon said, right? Like it's sort of not, and like we were talking about on that episode, like there's not really an opportunity to table talk and like self balance. It's sort of like 
just play and like if pe people will do what they will and should know that that's what they should do but you shouldn't influence them because there's no like i don't know like that might just be the meta of that online community more so than like that game specifically but it yeah like it's definitely not the same self-balancing game that root is um yeah. for example and that right? that's very interesting because it plays very similar then to root digital that's why a lot of people don't like Root Digital because you can't talk to people yep. and get instant responses. Yep. Uh, you can try, and typically the players who do make efforts to ping people and, and balance the thing, yeah, make sure like to talk and chat tend to do better just yeah. because that is a, a thing that is beneficial deal making in Root, obviously. Right. right. But I don't like, I don't hardly talk at all when I play Root Digital. Yeah, yeah, I just play mostly. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll I, respond to something every once in a while, but I'm just like, I'm just going to play and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the differentiator then becomes how good you are dealing with your situation without being able to talk. And that's kind of where Dune is. Like, you're, you're playing a solo game, and I, I, I'm not super deep into the Dune thing, but it seems to me like the really good players will make plays against other really good players, knowing that everyone can see all this stuff. And like, no, it's all face up, up quote unquote, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know how to, you know what everyone's reaction should be. Yep. And the places where I see streamers who stream that game get annoyed is when they do something and then another player does something that's not good, not helpful, inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. a way that hurts them, they're like, "Why would you do that? That's the wrong play for you." You've ruined my thing. You took took my spot. You could have gone to somewhere else. And like blocked this other person that we needed yeah, to. That but, that's, and that's why I did this whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you missed it. And that's your fault. But I couldn't say that. But like. It's kind of funny. But like you could though. Like no, but there's no yeah, rule but, that but, says you can't. But like for some reason it's like no, unsaid. But, I don't you know. You can't. That, that's, <laughs> right. uh, that's just not the way the game works. That's not the way. At least right now anyway. Their Euro meta has developed. And right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's a funny experience. It is funny, yeah. So this one, this Disney Villainous game that we have here is somewhere in between all of that, right? Because it does have yeah. some opportunities where you could, if you wanted, root the thing, right? For yeah, lack of a better talk. word. You could you be like, hey. And say, hey, th they're really ahead. I know that faction. And we need to do something about it. Yeah, it's really close to winning. So we need to make sure, no matter what, someone attacks them at every yeah. opportunity. And there's and, ways you can do it, right? Like, you, yeah. you can go, there's an action called Fate, and you pull Fate cards from another player's deck, and you place them specifically on their player board to block shit that they're trying to do, or to fuck with their in-game, right? And yeah. uh, in a three-player game, you can Fate the same person twice in between rounds, which means that the two people who are like, hey, they're about to win, could be like, let's figure this out, and they could do back-to-back -back Fates. So this has kind of that root vibe, where it's like, sort of it's in our benefit to both figure out how to slow them down so that we both get a shot as opposed to the Dune Imperium version, which would be I'll fate them and you should figure out also that you need to. And if you don't, it's like, well, you're just giving them the game. And it's like, you could just mention it though. So like this one kind of has both of it, both of those, right. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah. And there's, there's levels to it too. If you know the game well enough and if you know the factions well enough, there's, I think situations where, you'd want to say the exact opposite. Like, they're waiting for an exact card, so we actually shouldn't fate them. Yep, exactly. It's going to take them longer to dig through to get whatever they need. To and fate the themselves. And the is, is in there, and yep. they, you need to make them expend resources to get it themselves and not do it for them. Yep, exactly. That's, that's really interesting. That's Captain Hook 101, right? 
yeah, it's, it's, it's lots of game knowledge that's required to be able to do that. So there is like, there's room in here to like, not study, but like to get good at this game. Yeah. If you want to. And you can kind of, the meta can kind of shape there. from there. If you have like a, a consistent group of players that want to play it, that y'all could do that with this one. And it could be pretty fucking successful, I think, which is kind of crazy for a game yeah. called Disney something, right? Like it's so crazy. Yeah. It- <laughs> Again, this is completely subverted. Completely subverted my expectations about what I was walking into when I played this. Yeah, there's there's a lot here. I just don't know how good it is actually. Like, yeah, how good is it actually? That's something I wanted to, us to talk about, and now maybe it's a good time. Um, because so this so we've already mentioned um, in the uh, base box you have a couple couple of characters you've heard us talking about. You can play Jafar, Captain Hook, Ursula, Queen of Hearts, King John, and Maleficent. Uh, as playable characters or playable villains, right? There's enough. There's enough variety uh, in here where you can be like, all right, like the three of us are going to play these three, and then the next game we're going to play three others. We're going to mix it around or whatever, like we mentioned. Um, but one thing that is uh, beautifully asymmetric about this game too is that everyone is sort of in part sharing similar base rules. Like I must move my character from a new spot, and then I can take any of the actions I'd like that I have access to from that spot I moved in any order. And I have to spend power in order to play the cards Then that's like, you know, pay their price. We place our cards in the similar spots to each other, but then like the way that we're interacting with our deck of cards, the way that we're interacting with our fate cards, the way that we're trying to win is all different. Right. So there's a little bit of symmetry built into this asymmetrical experience. Right. Um, such that I think maybe the best, and I wanted to ask you this too. I think the best way this game might happen is if you have like a IRL or digital group of people that are interested in something like this, who are interested in learning it together. I think this game benefits the most, like Decoy mentioned before, from a, uh, like it's about the experience, maybe more so than the outcome or whatever, right? So having one person who's like played a hundred more games than the other isn't really going to be as lucrative, perhaps, as a all right, we're all going to learn this and we're going to play it. We're going to like kind of have the depth and the meta shape from our collective experience. Um, unlike, for example, a game like, I don't know, Dude Imperium or Brass or something else where it's like you got somebody who knows how to play really well and they could just play a weaker like faction and kind of like try a new strategy they haven't tried before. And like the other players don't feel like they're like they you can still have fun in that scenario. Right. As opposed to I think if I'm like Jafar, for example, or I'm Captain Hook. Uh, and no one's ever played before and they're like oh fading other people is good that's just going to like supercharge me to victory and it's not going to be as like potentially as fun right like i don't think that you can play with new players and not have a good time because i certainly have but i think that like this game is the perfect like let's get this and let's all just play it only with each other together and like kind of learn with it and grow with it together and then when we're ready we'll get the expansion characters which just gives us more opportunities to keep playing as opposed to like adding on different mechanics to the game that's kind of my my thesis statement, if you will, for uh, Disney Villainous. Um, Decoy, do you think that that's way off, or does that sound about right? Yeah, or somewhere you can. in between. I, yeah. I also think you could just play this. It, it's not it's not a terrible idea, like as compared to other games where this might happen. Like, yeah, if we play Doom with Sallow, Sallow's going to win. Doesn't matter. Right. What we do, right. Sal is just going to win. That's what he does. He's very good at that game. Doesn't matter what leader yeah. he's on. He's going to. He's, he's going to figure it out. The deck somehow. He's going to pull out some Lady Jessica bullshit, and we're going to lose. Yep. And yep. that's fine. Like I don't care because yeah. I'm not very good at that game. 
but that might piss some people off. Like, it, it's not like I, I've had this with people not wanting to play Dominion with me. They're like, you've played uh, so much Dominion, they're just going to win, and there's no point in playing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I can just do random shit. And then the last time I've said that, I actually did random shit and won anyway. <laughs> sometimes, like, random stuff is really, really good in that game. Right, right. And that made them even more mad. That's but anyway, back to the subject at hand. Yeah, yeah. You can do that with Villainous, I think. Like, I don't think that's a negative there. Especially okay. if you're te- like if you're a person who's played 300 games of Villainous, right? You can sit down at a table with brand new players and say, "All right, this is ha- this is this game. It's really really cool, and I love it. This is what everybody does. Like, here's the rules. I'll make sure everything's working correctly, right? And then you just like you just play casually because you don't really care about winning. That's not the point of playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, like it's about the journey and like you. Yeah, can it's just... about the journey and like yeah, it's not that bad just to have someone curating the experience, similar to how we play Nemesis. Right. So we always have, it's usually me, someone who runs the table, make sure everything, all the rules are being followed and everyone's Run doing smoothly. everything correctly. Right. Yeah. In order to make sure that you're get like all the players getting the most out of their experience and yeah. having someone do that works much better than five people figuring out how to play the game for the first time together. Together. That does not work with that game. Oh, uh, really. yeah. You can so do it, but I wouldn't recommend it. If you've got a, if you've got a table runner for Nemesis, please use them. They're, they're, it makes the whole table experience much better. I think the same thing is true for Villainous because it's okay. a narrative experience. And you can actually just play and make sure you don't win, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you could if you really wanted to just for the sake of allowing them to kind of get their full experience in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So say, like, put yourself in these shoes. How many times have you played Villainous? Oh, boy. Uh, probably like 30 at least. All right. If you sat down at a table with people like... Like I did that one time where I played it once, uh, three times, twice, yeah. three times. Yeah. Or people who were brand new to the game, would you have a good time if people were like, hey, I see Villainous on your shelf. Let's play Villainous. Me, my friend, and the other person who happens to be here, I've never played it before. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'd have a good time playing it? And would you have a good time playing it with them? I would as long as no one played Queen of Hearts. So I think that test that says something about me and my interest in asymmetry because I think Queen of Hearts is uh, fucking trivial to win with and no one else can ever stop them and do anything about it. And it makes it like feel like if you're playing like Jafar, like so this has happened in real life before. I've been, I was Jafar, Jessica was Queen of Hearts because the first couple times we played, we were like, all right, well, let's pick our favorite movies. Like we, we played, we learned, and then we kind of like played a few more characters to extend it. And then we're like, all right, like let's play one night, right? It was like the seventh or eighth time we'd played. So we'd learned the game pretty well, right? Because like we said, it's pretty simple um, to like kind of figure out and win Grok, right? And I was like, well, I'm going to go play Aladdin because like Jafar was my favorite growing up and Aladdin was my favorite growing up. So I'll do that one. She was like, oh, well, if you're doing that, I'll do Queen of Hearts because Alice Wonderland's her favorite. And uh, it was like maybe the second or third time we'd seen Queen of Hearts before. So like the first couple of times, I think Queen of Hearts won, but like we didn't realize that it was like, it was just like, oh yeah, like Queen of Hearts won, but like we didn't know the game well yet. And I swear to you, so uh, Jafar, just very, very quick you have to find two separate items in your deck of like, I want to say it's like 40 cards in each deck or something like that. So you, and you can only hold four at a time. Right. So depending on how lucky you get, you could, you could top deck that shit turn one and be like, Oh, I found my item already. I don't have to mill my deck. Or it could be at the bottom of your deck and like uh, sucks to suck. Right. So you have to find the magic lamp uh, item and you have to have it and you have to play it to a specific location that is locked at the beginning of the game, which means if you start with the magic lamp, you have to hold it in your hand the whole game. And you can only mill through three cards. So you find the other one, which is the Scarab Pendant, which is, if you know Aladdin, it's like shit from the movie, right? And you play the Scarab Pendant, it unlocks the Cave of Wonder. Ah, now the big like lion in the sand can talk to you. And then you can go to the cave and get the lamp, right? And the lamp is in there and you play the lamp to the Cave of Wonder. That's just Aladdin in the movie, right? Um, 
So you have to get both those items and you have to play them in that specific order. And it takes a, a certain, certain amount of power to be able to play those cards and you have to have them in your hand. So it takes some time, depending on RNG, to get even to the point where you can, that's like 25% of your objective as Jafar is doing just that. Then you got to like, you know, do this other shit too. Like you got to get the genie and you got to like do the stuff that he's trying to do in the movie, right? So it's, you know, it's like you're trying to do Aladdin, the first movie, like in the game, right? And uh, the scary pendant was like the bottom 10th of the deck. And she won and completed her objective like before I even got close to milling my deck to the bottom. I was like halfway through my deck to try and find the pendant, which is, again, the first step in getting my objective completed. And she was like, oh, I just won. And I was like, the fuck? Like, it, it, she won in like 30 minutes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That wasn't, that, I didn't even get to like do anything, right? So like I, now we, now we don't play Queen of Hearts because like we actually looked at it and we we're like, damn, this is actually really easy to do. And I think that might, maybe that's my, our meta and that's totally wrong. But if no one was playing, to answer your question now again, right? Because that was a long answer. I would do it as long as no one was playing Queen of Hearts because I know in my experience how, le- how little fun I've had playing as Alice and the Queen. So you've, you said something, a lot of very interesting things here. You, yeah, you, you'd be able to curate this game since you know it so well. So, I would. I'd be yeah. able to be like, nobody's so, playing the queen, and we'll all be fine. Say, yeah, like nobody's playing the queen. This character sucks. Just don't play her. That's fine. Right. And everyone else will play the game. And would you have fun? I would. Yeah, as long as no yeah. one was the queen. And we only have those five from the base game. That's five players. If you wanted to get there, right? And then like, if you have others, you can just get one expansion, and boom, now you have three more, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Back back to your original question, you asked. Is this game a good? This is a good game to learn together with other people. Together as a group, yeah. Or roughly the same skill level, or if you're all learning at the same time. Like yes, to build the meta together, yeah. I would also agree that, or state suggests that it's also totally just okay to play this with people who are really, really experienced. Because in theory, the people who are really experienced are playing this game for the right reason, which is the experience. Ah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, so then they could do what I'm doing, right? Like they could curate it a bit, and they could do the experience, and like, oh, I haven't yeah. played Maleficent in in like months. I'll try her again. I love her, but it's been a while. And then it's like yeah. you're kind of back to where you were. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. And you make sure everything goes smoothly, and make sure everybody understands what they're doing, and maybe give suggestions because you've played the game so many times. If, if in right. case people are like going down the wrong path of what they're trying to do, you, <laughs> you know, can be like, hey, 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 try. Don't yep. forget to do this. Yeah, yeah, don't forget to do this. And you take that with you when you go down there, and you know that'll help you get a little bit closer to winning the game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. that nice. Like, I think you can play this with like anybody. I, like beginners, really, really experienced people, as long as they're not tryharding too hard, and right. like everything in between. I think it's like it's totally fine. You just get a pickup. Like I, I know the next time I'm going to play this in real life, it's going to be I've played this like three or four times now. Right. And I'm going to sit down the table, and there's going to be people who have played this like a hundred times. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm not going to mind. I'm not going to mind doing that. That's not a. It's not a barrier for me. I don't think it should be a barrier for a lot of people. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's a pretty sweet like little trick too i think that this game is doing right based on everything we've said so far if you add that element to it too because a lot of times players like i think irl groups oftentimes are interested in like having people kind of have the whole experience with a game all together like oh you've been practicing without us like now you're gonna throw off our sort of meta and maybe you've got some new thing you've learned and that's gonna like i i i feel like maybe in theory more so than in practice but maybe it's in practice too a group like sort of is interested in having the group develop as a whole, as opposed to like, let's all do our homework 
over the next month until we meet up and play this game again and all be really good at it now and play again as our second game. It's like, no, 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 no. The first game was our first game. And then the next time we think about it will be this next game. It will all be here together again. Right. Like sort of learning as a whole, not individually. And then like having a, you know what I mean? And I feel like this one, the fact that it could maybe do both is pretty sweet. Like, yeah, this game, this game is, this game is pretty special in that way. I think Damn. you could, you could go really hard into it. I don't think that's how you yeah. play the game, but you have your own opinions about it. I, I know yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people, uh, the adjacent game group that I know plays Tokaido really hardcore. I don't think yeah, that's yeah. the point of that game either, but like, no, they're really no. into it that way. And that's fine. That's, that's yeah. totally cool. You could do that. Uh, I'm not going to gatekeep Tokaido. And just like I won't gatekeep this game, like right. play it however you want if you're having fun. And to speak to that point, I think the one of the best ways to try and play it however you want, quote unquote, is to find your villain. Um, and that's something about this game that I really like is they have a shit ton of expansion content. And the expansion oh, yeah. content so is much. pretty much just exclusively other villains, right? Like if you know how to yeah. play, if you have base game and you have like the components that come with it, then you can buy any Disney villains expansion and you don't have to learn anything new about the game as a whole. All you'd have to do is be like, okay, this is a new character. They have a new deck, their fate cards are different and their objective is different, but the rest of the game is the same. So you can just attach. It's like a, it's like a wellspring, right? Like it's evergreen. You could be like, Oh, I'm going to attach Lotso Like we, when we played onto this, like I'll play Jafar or I'll play Maleficent. You play Lotso, whatever, or I'll play King John and then you can go and play like, I don't know, some other Disney villain that I can't think of off the top of my head, right? Like uh, you could go and be like, I'll be Hades because I still want, want to really want to play Hades. I think I actually I played Hades when we played and I like fucking yeah, got tr- like trounced because um, he seemed yeah. really tough. But I was like, oh, I still had a great time, right? Or hey, I really like um, Lion King. So I want to be Scar. And it's like everyone can kind of like curate their own experience in a way too because like we said, it's got the sort of like theme stamp but the good mechanical shit built under it. So you can have both at the same time. Like, oh, you really like 101 Dimensions? Play Cruella. Perfect. You'll love it now. You you can't not because you are going to be having a great experience because you're going to be in your nostalgia bucket the whole time we're playing this thing. And you'll also be learning a good game, not something that's trivial and only want to play one time. And there's, I think, like 18 or more, maybe even, different villains that you can play that they've already made. And hey, if you like Star Wars and you are like still fuming at us for what we said at the beginning of this episode, you can get the, the Star Wars Disney version and you can play like Darth Vader or General Grievous or fucking Moff Gideon, if you even know who that is, or Asajj Ventress, right? Like, it's like, dude, it's, they, I feel like for the first time that I can remember, and I respect them still for it for this reason in this game, they were like, this is actually got good mechanical shit built into it and they've like recognized it and they've and they know that the best thing for this game is just to have as many villains as possible for people to curate their experience perfectly basically um so you can basically quote find your villain and then now you have a game you'll definitely always enjoy because like at the very least if you lose you still got to like play out the story that you love in your head um and i don't know that there's a lot of other games that are that uh curatable uh i think which is something i wanted to ask you too like because i don't know that i've ever experienced a game that has this much flexibility with how you can curate your own individual experience that's a part of the game i feel like usually it's like let's do a bunch of uh house rules because we want to curate the experience and it's like you're changing the physical chemical 
not chemical, but you're changing the makeup of the experience and you're changing actual rules in the game. And that's no longer the same game, right? This one is the same, like, and it gives you the flexibility and the freedom to curate it this much. It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah. So if we're talking about the games that we know or have covered, it curate on an individual level is really yeah. tough because not, not many games do that. Like, no, you've got the stuff where you can like heavily curate the board experience. Like Nemesis has different sure. types and different stuff and different characters. Like you have all those options, and then something like Dominion has a bajillion sets, but that's for the table experience. Right? Maybe maybe just go back to root. Like everyone just plays a different faction, and yeah, that is how you curate an experience. But there's just not a lot of factions. How many factions? Yeah, are there? there's like, ten. There's only 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's not that many. And like the, the newest ones, nobody knows how to play, which is a whole nother topic for another thing, but like, it's really right. Yeah. Like at least nobody gets. Yeah. Who knows how to play rats? Anybody know how to play Lord of the hundreds? Not very many. That's few and far between. It feels like we all do, but like, it's, you know, like those of us who. I hot, hot take. I'm on this one. Nobody knows how to play Lord of the hundreds. Like nobody. Oh, I'll play rats. I'll play rats and win. I'm down. I know how to play rats very well. Yeah. (laughs) No, and get your ass kicked. Um, (laughs) No, I'm I'm pretty sure like rats are like extremely difficult. They seem really simple, but it's like this weird kind of bell curve thing where you look at the faction like that's a lot of stuff, and you play them such and like oh all the stuff's really easy, but like you're you're kind of on a on a balancing on a, a hairpin like if you make one mistake as rats you can lose the game and you won't even know it like one misposition one bad like one bad mood choice and not going stubborn or something right and you yeah. just lose your warlord and it's like you don't catch up anyways this ain't a root podcast right right not yet it's anyway. another game yeah, yeah. roots another game <laughs> Where you can that curate it a bit yeah you kind of curate your experience a little bit but no but not, not as like much this. as this one yeah no, no. It's, it's the it's the whole game like you're curating the whole game based on what what you're what you're picking. I don't, yeah. I don't think I can think of another game that does that. So Root would have to get, I guess, eighteen expansion. So let's say Root had eighteen factions. Would we would we be saying the same thing? I wonder because villain. So villains came out in eighteen, but also like, uh, I think I know for sure. Prob okay, I think I know for sure. Probably that's that's a counterintuitive, but I would put money on it's easier to create a villainous villain deck and story for a villainous character than it is a root faction. Oh yeah. No question. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. So eight characters, sorry, the characters don't interact with each other. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yep. Yeah. The difficult part about root is that you have to, you have to, you have to build the faction so that they can interact with all the other factions intelligently. And you don't have to do this automatically easier. Everything is siloed (laughs) in one place. All you need to do is worry about the interactions with itself. And not about yep. the interactions. And that's the that's night and day. I was about to say that's night and day easier, right? And there's eight more uh, villains, or however many there is, plus the Disney, plus there's a Marvel one too, which has a little bit of a different base game mechanic to it. But like, if you like Marvel, then you can still do that one. It's going to be close enough to the same. Um, yeah. So like, there's room. Villainous has been out now. It's 18 was when it came out, right? So it's been out now for six years or whatever it has been uh, when this is releasing. Uh, and you know, in that amount of time, it's like exploded with content. And that's a great thing, in my opinion. Um, a lot of times it's like too much content kind of like soils and floods the market. And then it's like, meh, 
right? Like um, Star Wars got bought by Disney and now boom, there's like a fuck ton of Star Wars stuff for a good, for good and for bad, right? Um, but a lot, a lot of times consumers with a flooded market just kind of aren't as interested in something, right? Um, yeah. And for this one, I think it's the opposite, the opposite of interested. I think like consumers can now be like, oh, I want to play that villain. Hell yeah. I can't believe they're out too. I can't wait to get that one and try it. Because I feel that way about, um, I felt that way about Hades when we played it. And I was like getting my Titans totally fucked by the Fade deck the whole time. And then I really yeah. want to try the Star Wars ones because I'm curious, mostly because of curiosity. Like, I wonder what they made for Darth Vader. Is he trying to like, you know, uh, save Padme? Or is he trying to like convert Luke to the good, the dark side? Is he trying to like, you know, have something happen with, like, I, like, I have no idea. He has so many goals in the, in the Star Wars universe. I'm like, I wonder what they did for him. I wonder what they did for these other ones, right? Um, and I and like I could learn that and I could have that experience for myself while my all my best friends are playing, you know, all of their favorite movies, too. Right. Like there's there's just such flexibility and curation, like we said, that you can have with this game. And it's the same game. Like, it's so crazy when I actually sit down and think about it, how yeah, and- much you can actually make this exactly what you want. And, and like, it's just, it's just wild that they, it's like a brilliant little design trick that they have. Right. Yeah. And everything, like you said, you, you carry everything. If you don't care about Marvel, it's fine. You, you just don't get it. If you want to play dominion yeah. in person, if you want to play root in person in the best way that you can play it currently, you need to buy all the sets of everything you need. You have to have it all. Yep. You have to have it all. You don't really need yep. that with villainous. That's neat. You just buy the ones you want. That is, yeah. You like, oh, I really want scar, so I'll just get that one. And then, like, boom, I have yeah. that one. And then they have, and the base game ones are pretty sweet. I mean, like, I don't really know Captain Hook as a villain the movie that well. I don't really know Ursula's movie as a villain that well. Alice, I basically know. King John, I don't really know that well. Maleficent and Jafar, I probably know the best of the six base characters, but I know them generally. I'm not like a super Disney yeah. fan, so I'm not like, you know, like I know that Tinkerbell is in Captain Hook's deck, right? But like, I don't really know exactly yes. the story of that movie because I haven't seen it in ages, right? And I don't even know if, if the, I don't even know if I remember seeing it. Like, I know I've seen it, but like, I think my memories of it are like talking about it and like seeing it as an adult. Like, I don't remember sitting and watching it like I do some of the other ones, right? Um, but like, that doesn't matter. Like, Captain Hook is super fun to fucking play. He's one of my favorites, right? And it's like, well, you know, if you don't like the theme, and this is a question I think we have to reconcile. If you don't like the theme, is it still good? What if it was not Disney characters and Disney nostalgia? What if it was like, you know, fucking, I don't know, aliens, uh, like, and monsters instead? Would it still, would the mechanics of the game still hold up? Do you think? I think they'd hold up fine. I think so too. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's somewhere between good and fine. Good and fine, which is not bad, right? Like it's still yeah, it's it would still be worth experiencing. I think it would not be bad. Yeah. The, the it's, it's interesting that you bring up bring up that because I was looking through when you were playing this. I was looking through all the characters and like, do I really feel like playing any of these? Because I'm not a Disney person. Right. Yep. I haven't watched any of these movies in a really long time. Don't particularly care to. Just not my thing. I I've been to Disneyland like twice. Sure. Maybe three times. Last time was all like in high school. Like it's just not my thing. It's yeah, like, what's yeah. the most recent Disney movie I I have seen? Even watched? Like, oh hey, <laughs> yeah, like that one. Like Toy Story. Toy Story. Movie. Fuck yeah, there it yeah. is. Yeah, I'm like okay, there's a Toy Story. Okay, I could play this. Yeah, I'd have fun playing that. Looking at the rest of them, I don't know, man. This like not really excited to to play any of them. I was excited to play that one, and I'd probably yeah, yeah. play it again. 
but I don't know which other one I would pick. I ended up on Captain Hook because in the last game that I remember, I, play, I, th- I think I played Captain Hook twice and I played yeah, yeah. the game with you. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not excited about any of these. Everybody just pick whatever you want to play and I'll play whatever's left. Like I Captain Hook twice. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I got you. And yeah, like it was a fine, fine experience. I got my ass kicked by children. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Those fucking twice, kids. I, I lost both times by like a, a mile. I just like, oh, I could yeah. not get that that character working. Do you remember and that you do you remember not being faded ever by anyone else? Because that's what we always do. I don't remember. Uh, what I'll mean, just, when you play next, if that if hooked is in, just notice that that's what y'all don't don't uh, like suggest it. Just notice that that's how it's played because that's how we've always played it. Um, and I'm curious if that's like the right way of thinking about it. Because again, like I'm not look I'm not researching and reading into the best way to do the shit. Like that's not the point of this one. The point of this one is like you'll develop it as you play it and as you think about it, I think. And then like, that's just how you go until you see someone else who's also with you along that way, who's developed it and thought about it differently, does a different thing. And you see how that goes. You know, like maybe I'll try that next time or whatever. So I'm curious how, if it's like just us, you know, or if that's like a captain hookism, if you will, or, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's going to get to the table at some point. I know people who play it. So yeah. whenever, whenever there's a next get together, to see it at some point I'll, I'll yeah. make a mental note and maybe like a physical note yeah yeah <laughs> bring it with me just so I remember yeah um well, let's talk um I have, a, I have a brief story that I mentioned during the re uh the redraft the drafting and like re-ranking section of season one that I think is worth mentioning in here just because it's the Disney villainous episode now proper and that is um like the reach i think uh and the uh how good this game could potentially be if for the right people so if maybe listeners you're listening to this and you're thinking i kind of like disney and i i've always wanted a sort of disney themed you know game that wasn't throwaway i bought this once and i played it once and i realized it was kind of bad and been like i thought it was cool and it was a waste of money ultimately because i want to play it anymore right like i have a few like that that i remember getting as a gift for like birthdays and stuff when i was super young i was like oh hey you seem to like harry potter i'll get you this harry potter card game and like we played it once and we were like this is dumb we didn't play it again right um it wasn't for my mom so you know sorry mom but like it wasn't from her so it's fine but like you know what i mean there's been uh, so many things like that that i remember and i'm like oh like that just must be that thing so if you're listening to this thinking that's your experience too and now you have heard that this is not that's not the case with this one here's how good it could potentially be for you so um jessica my wife has a uh, friend who uh, she met in like on a missions trip in Bulgaria, right? She's from Scotland. Jessica's from Delaware. And like, they went to Bulgaria together. Uh, like they didn't know each other at the time. And like they did this trip together and they got to become friends. And then they stayed in touch when the trip was over. Right. Uh, so we uh, rewind or fast forward, depending on your perspective to like 20, I forget 14 or something like that. It was around there. Maybe um, we're going out to visit them in Scotland. I've never met them before, but she's good friends with her and, uh, they're married and we're like, you know, about to be basically. Right. Um, so we go out there and visit, uh, as part of a trip out uh, to Europe for my first time. Um, and we meet them and we're talking to them and they're like, Oh yeah. Like we like, uh, you know, they have a, like a two-year-old and they're into like Disney and stuff with her. And they're also just into like small community style. They live in a small town and they're like, everybody's friends with everybody kind of stuff. Like we were saying before, like when you're like, Oh yeah, like you just know everyone kind of thing. Uh, and they really like playing this game. And they also, we took one that we also really enjoyed and now they still play that one too, which is so cool. Right. Um, 
so they'll send us like photos and be like, oh, hey, like I'm playing uh, what's called Rook, right? A game that we really like. Like, oh, hey, we're playing Rook. And they'll like, like send photos of us, of them playing it and stuff. And we're like, oh, shit, I love that y'all still play that, right? Um, so uh, they uh, find out, I think, an expansion for Disney Villainous, this game, they really like it. It had like recently come out and it wasn't shipping to Scotland where they live. So uh, she asked my wife, like, hey, can you buy this? in America and ship it to us. And we were like, fuck yeah, we can. Right. So we put a bunch of other stuff in there too. And then we bought the one that they couldn't get for whatever reason. And we shipped it to them because they were into it so much. They wanted to have all the villains so they could play everyone and like, kind of like keep their curation going and keep their table going. Right. Like it's just so crazy that a game that seems so innocuous, I think on the surface can have such a visceral reaction from a group that they're willing to like seek it out even when it's impossible to get it and like find a way like we like the fact that that I have that little tidbit of knowledge about this game is just so special right like I don't know any other game that ever would elicit that maybe like oh hey I can't get this where I'm at and I know someone over there can you get it and mail it to me like we need this part of this game like it's just in a, in a potential looking throwaway thing, right? Like, oh, I, I love it for that, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. My love, my love letter to Disney Villainous. Yeah, that's a neat experience. I remember you, yeah. I remember you mentioning that. That's a cool, cool story. Yeah, it's so, like, it's just so sweet. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, if, you, if, if all these things are lining up, then there's a chance that this one really is going to work for you, right? Because, like, it works for them and it lined up for them, right? So, um to that end, I think, uh, who is this for, as you asked? Um, this game is for, according to the box, 10 and up. But I think the weight discussion that we have every week is uh, also a little part of the who is this for type of question that Decoy asked me earlier. So Decoy, I'm curious if you're uh, prepared to take a shot at the heaviness and weight of this little Disney villainous here. Uh... 2.25. Oh, shit. You're ready and armed. Interesting. So let me, real quick, let me go over here. 2.25. So Scrabble, 2.08. So heavier than that. And then Catan, 2.31. Lower than that. Oh, interesting. You think it's uh, lighter than Catan. How come? Um, I don't know. I didn't think this through too well. Yeah, you just it, shoot, it was always going to be dark. somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere right in there. Like, I don't think there's a huge differentiator between, like, what's a 2.2 and a 2.3 and a 2.4. Right, right. Yeah, they're pretty pretty close okay so 2.25 uh so for our listeners uh and for decoy uh 2.48 which is 2.5 basically so uh hilariously has spots heavier than wingspan which i need to now hear decoy rip about for a minute this is wrong (laughs) i said this so many times there's no way this is heavier than wingspan or fort yeah betrayal dominion Dominion. yeah Yeah, Yeah, Betrayal is even like... uh, uh, (laughs) No, no, I don't don't see it. Here's what I'm... Yeah, it's a little complex, but it's not that bad. Here's what I'm thinking. We've mentioned before the, um, like, sort of people who submit the voting for Disney Villainous or for any game on Oh, you're right. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Right? Is uh, as people who played it and people who are interested enough to actually go and do that and i think my guess my closest guess to why it's so high because i do think it's way too fucking high is because it's false advertising 
it looks like it's a fucking nothing game. Like this Kerplunk, you could play it. Buy buy this, give it to the kids, they'll go and play. And then like y'all can sit and chat while they go and play and have fun, like style game. And like, like, like you know, Mousetrap should be, except you have to fucking pull out a drill and like hammer it to the wall in order to get the fucking stick up, right? Um, which I don't think you hammer stuff with drills, but you get the idea. Uh, but yeah, and if this, you really want to though. I mean, you could, yeah, but like, I don't think you fucking should. You'll break your drill and also like fuck up your wall probably. It's a false advertising type situation. It looks like it's that. And then people who probably have voted were like, oh my God, this is so much heavier than that. And they put it way higher as a result because their experience was, it looks like it was easy and it was way more complicated than I thought. So they're like overshooting it by like one point probably on average, which is why I think it's maybe closer to like 1.8 maybe ish let me look at what actually if i was guessing let me look at what 1.8 is near for us 1.8 is like sheepy time yeah stratego yeah oh my god right yeah i think it's in there somewhere corridor even 1.84 takaida 1.75 i think it's in that range but people are like oh shit and they're overshooting it often enough to where the average is like boosting like crazy because i do not think it is this heavy at all Uh, i I still think where i guessed is where it should be 2.2 ish yeah, because there is a lot of player interaction, kind of. Like, there's a lot of thinking involved, and it's yeah. Like, when you're playing yeah, Catan, the asymmetric you're playing part. The same exact thing every time. Like, like your your player board's going to be the same. Like, you're always collecting resources in the same way, and that has a lot more math in it. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot more figuring and a lot more talking. But villainous, you have to basically play a new game every time you play the game. That's the first full playthroughs. That's and fair. That's really hard. That's fair, actually. Yeah, that's I, true. You do I have really to learn it do, fresh. Yeah, I really do need to start thinking about who's voting on these things because you're 100 percent right. I think it's I, overshooting. There, there's a large contingent of people who picked this up expecting Monopoly, right? And then got what felt like brass. Like, whoa, and, yeah. <laughs> and like, this is way, way more than they were expecting, and they couldn't even play it. And they so overshot this. this you know, yeah, that's a, that's a four. But they never actually play brass. They don't know what a four actually is. A proper one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a proper um, four. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about the like the fact that you're learning a fresh thing every time. Also, I can say, and this is maybe like one of my few gripes with this game as a whole, um, there can be in a two or three player scenario, um, really even in any game though, uh, there can be a window of time where it feels like you can't actually move very much at all toward any objective that is close to your objective to win the game. You can get in situations with the way the deck is dealt. You can get in situations with how often people are fading you and where those fates, when those fates happen and where they're placed to where like any progress you've made is either utterly and completely undone or like there's just so much that's against you. So like so quick in between your ability to like react to it that it bogs the experience down a little bit. Now it's not like a bog down, like a, you know, five hour game of root kind of thing where like it becomes like a crunchy sloggy mess of a sit like thing. I don't think a game would ever take that long, but I have had games where I'm like, wow. Uh, in our game, it even happened. I was like, man, like, yep, I, remember I, that. I, I can't, stuck. I got stuck. It basically, yeah, I got stuck. And I was like, I can't actually make any like legitimate progress for this action or the next four. Like I have to do basically nothing in order to like 
reset my entire board. And so what happened, just to give the specific example, you and when you're playing Hades, you have to get all your Titans up to Mount Olympus and like kill Zeus or whatever, like in the movie, right? Um, and there are these heroes that can come from Zeus that come down like Hercules and et cetera um, to like stop you, right? Which is just like in the movie. Um, and what had happened was my entire fate deck and all the heroes were all out. Decoy placed them all out already. So what I would what would have had to happen is I would have had to use up all of the Titans, which were cards I was searching for in my deck. Remember, like the items for Jafar. Yeah. I would have had to use them up to kill the heroes, which would have which would have put them into their fate discard pile and then my Titans back into my fatter discard pile deck, because the fate deck is only like 15 cards. And then would have had to start over basically from scratch which meant as soon as I was collecting the Titans and filtering through the deck again, decoy would have reshuffled my fate deck and bought all the fate guy, all of the heroes back out again. And I would have been in the same position again. And I was like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I feel like I'm stuck and I've reached a like sort of loop where I can't make any progress. And like, I think that part of that comes from the asymmetry of the way the, of the characters, like not all of them are easy to win with. And I think that's fine, but there is like, there could be a few villains that you, somebody who's playing this for the first time. Oh, I love that movie. I really want to play Hades. That'll be so great. And it might and get, get them crushed. in that position and you get crushed. Yeah. That could be pretty bad. I think. Yeah. This probably has something to do with two players. Well, we only play with two. Could and be two versus four there's... versus three. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone's going to see that you got shafted for playing with four players. And everyone's going <laughs> to focus me because I was ahead of you for basically the entire game. Right. And on top of uh, you not realizing that, so you have for most of the most of the villains the end game trigger the win trigger is at the beginning of your turn right 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 and lots of is not lots of is if at any point you get, you get all it. You of win. the all of the toys into the correct room then you win and you didn't yeah. realize that and you could have stopped me but you didn't I didn't know that because I assumed it was like the, all the others. I yeah, assumed it uh -huh. was at the beginning of the turn. And I was like, oh, I'll have a turn to stop you. And then you were like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, like I I you who have played the game 30 times and me who has played the game less than five had to point yep. out a rules mistake that you had a misconception about. Incredible. Yep. And, AKA the weight maybe is a little bit higher than I initially thought when I saw that number, I was like way too high, but maybe, yeah, maybe it, like you're saying, maybe like around Catan area, like 2.3, 2.2. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, there's not a lot, I don't think, but there's some meat on the bones of this game. Like it's, yeah. it's got stuff in it. It's got way I, more meat than I think it deserves to have, which yeah, is what we said shouldn't. kind of originally, right? It should not. Yeah. It doesn't need to in no. order for it to get purchased, and it does, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> they could have done this any other, like, all, all the other properties that we've talked about, like, you know, this whole thing about taking it easy on, on so many other things. They could have made this, like, a, a random throwaway, you know, something that looks like one of the 18 Barbie games. Yeah. Made. Like, it could <laughs> right. have just been one of those. Yeah. And it would have been fine. It would have still sold. Right, and they still would have made money, and it would have been a lot cheaper. But they did this, and that's neat. Yeah, and that's you know, that's commendable. It's good. I still don't like this game, not really. Oh, interesting. You don't like it? No, it's it's not. The game is fine, and if you like everything that we've said and think all oh, this is cool, that's great. But for me, then you'll for like all it. The reasons right. that I stated, like I'm not a Disney person. I'm not super into right. many many of the villains that are on here. And like, that's kind of a big thing. That's a big thing. You got to be interested in Disney, I think, like we said, because it's the experience of it and the nostalgia cup needs to be yeah. full when you sit down. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of these movies, but I don't really remember them. I didn't really, don't particularly care for them. Like I'm not watching Hercules over again. Right. Yeah. There is a world in which I'll watch. I still haven't watched the fourth 
It's on four, right? It was just recently a fourth Toy Story movie. Oh, I don't fucking like, know. Maybe. I haven't seen them all. I have no I, clue. This this is like as much as I know about Disney. I've watched <laughs> all the Toy Story films. I like them. They're fine. They're good. Sure. I, I should say they're good. And I like them. And I'll, at some point, I'll, I'll watch the most recent one if it's four. Yeah. I think it's four or five. I don't know. Don't at me. I think it's check. I think it's four, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll watch that one eventually. But like there's there's nothing else there for me. Also, it's just not the style of game that I'm into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like my perfect game or a close to a perfect game is the style of game where you can play it a thousand times. Yes, that's yep. the type of game that I want to play. Yep. I want to have the same, not the same experience, but relatively similar experiences over and over again. Yeah, and, and I you want the game to have replayability and depth and replayability, and baby. Yep, be like tweakable, changeable. Like Adaptable. it's not working for whatever you're doing. Like you change something about the way you're playing the game and it, it comes out different. Yeah. So all of the games are at the top of my list. My own personal decoy ranks, re-ranks are our master list uh, for himself. Right. My favorite games are brass. Yeah. Play brass. Just like, and you can just try something different. Try and a you, strategy that you haven't played. Yep. You can play dominion. There's like infinite near infinite kingdoms that are all different constantly oh yeah i like doing a lot yeah like, there's same. lots of different factions you can go lots of different directions you can just go many different builds stuff like that yeah yeah i right now i'm playing mahjong i shudder to think about how many games of mahjong i've put in over the past two months hell yeah it's frightening it's the same deal as uh dominion I've put hell, mahjong. hell yeah dude let's go that's so exciting and that's the same thing like you can play a game in 10 to 15 minutes and you will fuck up you will yep. fuck up so much yeah, because it's timed. Like nobody's perfect at that game, but it's something you can strive for because it's not actually that hard. And you can replay you can the fuck out of it. And I've, yeah. And yeah it's got I enjoy learning yeah. how to play that game. This game, what is the most that I, most amount of times that I'm ever going to play this game? Am I going to get five more plays out of this game? Maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably not. I feel like I'll play this two more times in my life. And that's fine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's not my style of game like yeah. i would never choose to play this there's a lot of better options for the group of people that i play games with we can just play like on the server we can play nemesis right like better we can play mahjong Fuck we can yeah. play <laughs> any of the other games that we, we've yet to we've yet to talk about or like we still have occasionally just play brass because brass is really good oh i love coming back to these though yeah dude like i'll come back to brass anytime Fuck yeah yeah like there's interest in um someone wanting to play fort so i'm like yeah let's play fort or just like play with play with different people. There's like a bunch of people who want to learn Dominion, so I'll play Dominion with them. Yeah, I got you. Like I don't think uh, there's there's no want for me because I'm not the target audience and I'm not the game. The style of this game doesn't work for me. At yeah, a yeah. Really basic level. So I, I personally don't like this game. I also understand why people love this game because it's good. Yeah, if you're into it. Where in the fuck we're gonna place this on our list of 33? This will be our 34th. Uh, game of the show and i think the ceiling is gonna be the shallowest that we've covered this season if i'm not mistaken Probably. and i think that to put it into perspective for everyone i also haven't played in i don't know other than our game that deco and i played i haven't probably played in over a calendar year and I have it still, but like my wife and I are like playing Ark Nova now all the time instead, for example. And we'll play Brass all the time instead. Like we'll just play these games that are better because like we've just evolved from this one. And that's not to say this one is bad, 
but it is to say that like the type of experience we're looking for this one doesn't give us any more that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be able to give that to a plethora of other people though right and i think that's worth stating before we potentially put this maybe like lower than it sounds like we would have at the beginning of today right so um do you have like a uh, no way in hell it'll go over this one number for me uh, before we start. Like, where do you think the absolute top of the ceiling is? Good question. <laughs> I can tell you where I'm thinking while you're pondering, because I think I have sure. an idea go for ahead. it. I don't think, while um, Decoy's pondering here, there's no way that it's going to go above Nefetafel. Um There's no way, uh, because that means that we're talking about it versus Cosmic Frog. And I like what Cosmic Frog is doing in every way better than this one. Um, so I, and I think that I would be shot in the face by everyone if they, I let them, I let uh, Scythe go below Disney Villain. So that will be funny um, because I like Corridor better than it and this one too. And Sheepy Time is also beneath Scythe. So I'm kind of in the ceiling being somewhere around Catan, I think is my, like it, we could, we could talk about it versus Catan. And then other than that, I don't think it goes higher for me. Like I don't, I wouldn't put it above sheepy time. I'd rather play sheepy time. I think every time. Um, and then from then on, I think it's the same answer. I think even though side is up there and I won't play side. Um, I do think it's a design, a better designed thing. Right. And I think it's bigger and better and probably more important um, to the hobby as a whole. So yeah, I think that's my absolute ceiling, but like, I'm not that hot on it though, despite that, right. Like I'm probably more in the like dominoes, cheesy risk area for it if i'm being by myself wow. honest yeah holy goodness is that lower than you thought <laughs> i was imagining i was gonna have to fight you in the opposite direction oh really I, I, am i fighting lower than you that's kind of crazy yeah, if i am because it, it's a good game and it's fine yep it's also like a lot of people love this game oh yeah a lot of people have this game oh yeah there's there's a lot of people like we don't know that many people who play this game because we're in a different, like, we're, we're playing just heavier board games. Like, we, we right, play yeah. weightier stuff than this. Yeah. Saying that, like, 2.5 or 2.48 or whatever this is, is way too high. This should be, like, yeah, around 2-ish. Like, 2.1, yeah, 2.2. The true yeah. score is, is like, a hair above 2. Yeah. And we don't really play games in that range. But Very a lot much. of people do. Yeah. Like, yeah. this game is really popular. Like, really, really popular. Yeah, they wouldn't make all these and, expansions if it wasn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's uh, it's attainable. Like, all the things that I said about um, Ajong feeling attainable for me, that game is really hard for a lot of people. It, it's not like, just because it's a different style of game and a lot of people are not used to it. And, right. like, the couple of board gamers that I taught this game to were really interested in it because it had like a shocking surprising amount of depth talk about mahjong and this is right, true right. in a different way like this has a shocking amount of depth for someone who might just be more used to playing games in the one and a half to two range like if right. all you do is play monopoly or you know uh Chikaido even or, sure yeah or like checkers uh, and like yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or it was just your thing to play Parcheesi. That's that's the game that you played growing up. There you go. Yeah. And then playing this, Disney Villainous has a ton of depth compared to all of those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that is like, it's attainable though. Like if if you are actually committed to learning how to play it, it can be your actual this this uh, this generation's gateway game into heavier games. Oh, that's lot, like 
it, it's popular enough and it's like friendly enough. It's not that friendly, but it's friendly enough that people can actually play it. And a lot of people do and start playing heavier games after that. This is, this is Catan 20 years later. Dude, I was literally about Maybe. to say, like, I think we have to talk about Catan first, which is number 17 currently, which if you're good at math, you'll know is directly in the center of 34, which is what this yeah. number game is. So we're literally in the middle. Um, this, this is right around where I was thinking of placing this, somewhere around here. I don't okay. think it's like I don't think it's necessarily like it shouldn't be down in the twenties. I don't think. No. I would I would rather play this, and this is like I can't believe I'm saying this to you. I play this Bring on it. Shibi time. Oh really? Oh shit! That's awesome. Okay. Because I don't like Shibi time that much, and it has yeah, to yeah, do yeah. with the experience that I had playing it. Ah, uh, yeah, because you're a much more experience-driven gamer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like that, that was sense. a bad experience, and I'm like, you say it's better, but I haven't experienced it. And we're not going to be able to table it. So that's just my experience with it. I have to take yeah, it yeah. That's good. I've yeah, played and Villainous. It's... And I've had like a good time. Even losing that game hilariously. As <laughs> that was still right. a good time. Like it was funny. People laughed at me. I made voices. It was. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> totally. Um, okay. All right. So you'd put it above Sheepy Time, it sounds like. Would you go higher yeah. than that? I'm not sure. Corridor is next, 15. That That sounds like it might be tricky. Yeah. It's somewhere in there. I would put it like. Somewhere around corridor, it's not passing side, and I think it's better than cheapy time. So okay, so we so I, we started in similar spots. Like like corridor. I said, it's not passing side, and then from there I'm like, well, I like corridor and cheapy time better, and then it's like that's why I was like, well, I think Catan then is my limit then. So it sounds like our limit. So if you're already up there, then I think I'm willing to put it up higher too. My thinking was like, I'm way more interest like nostalgia wise that I'm drinking nostalgia juice. Like I was saying, Percheesy is a nostalgia drink that tastes better to me. And I th- and I would be more interested in drinking that drink than I would a Disney movie. Like Disney movie nostalgia to me is not meaningful compared to like my life memories and like the people that I spent time with in my formative years. Those people are who I'm interested in drinking the nostalgia of, not some fictional story that like I was being placated with when I was being annoying or whatever, which is like, you know, I mean – if you're seven and you're listening to the show, like, sorry, but that's what's happening sometimes, right? Not all the time, but like sometimes, you know? So I'm like, oh, do I want to like, you know, play Jafar because I watched Aladdin like a fucking hundred thousand times when I was young because I loved the movie and everybody was like, can we please stop watching this? And I would freak out and they let me watch it a hundred times. Maybe, but I'd way more interested in being like, oh, I want to drink than I want to remember like playing Percheesy in my grandmother's kitchen when I was over there after taking like my driver's test. And like walking because I couldn't drive yet, like the 20 blocks to her house during the summer when she was like babysitting after my driver's test until my parents got off work and what came to get me. And we just played games all afternoon and like we played Percheesy every time and then we'd play a bunch of other shit. And like that is way, 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 not even close, more interesting and meaningful to me to relive and to think about than oh yeah, it was really cool when, you know, Jafar got the Cave of Wonder open. Ooh, fun. Like, I don't mean that to say that that kind of nostalgia is bad. It's just not my preferred style, right? Which is fine. Everybody can have their own style. And if you love it, then like, like I just love that one. Like, you're not going to tell me that my mind's wrong. I'm not going to tell you yours is wrong either, right? But like, that's why I'm like, okay, well, since that's sort of the primary thing, it seems, that's why I'm like, all right, well, I'd put Percheesy above this, right? And Percheesy currently is 23, which maybe is 
lower than it should be, but it's collective, like we've said, right? So that's fine, because Domino's for you, it's the same thing, and it's low down there too. So I'm like, all right, well, which nostalgia milkshake do we both want to drink? Do we want to drink the Domino's for cheesy version, or do we want to drink the Disney version, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's where, that's where I'm at. Same, I can say the same exact stuff you just said about Dom, about Parcheesi, about, about Domino's. Like, I'd rather exactly. do Domino's. Like, that's the thing. Right. We're not going to be able to right. table either of those games with people. That's not going to happen. Probably. Yeah. And unless it's like my family or your family, right? Yeah. Who like also have nostalgia for it too. Yeah, yeah. All the games that are above this, you can actually reasonably table. Even Sheepy Time, you could table that. Oh but yeah, like, for sure. We're not we're not getting anybody to play Risk. We're not getting anybody to play Trivial Pursuit. Unless like it's a very, very specific set. Specific of people, set of right? people, yeah. So does that mean, like, do you think, just real quick, I'm curious, Stratego is twenty one, Domino's twenty two. Do you think that that right there is the differentiator in quote unquote tableable if that is even a no. word games or no, like where not, do you think that is it's scrabble you can ah. table in certain situations so, and okay once you hit scrabble so for everybody Catan's 17 incan gold's 18 scrabble's 19 makala 20 like unless it's with very specific people you can't really table scrabble or makala ah like, yeah yeah like, at least I, not I regularly right. play scrabble with yeah like Ink and Gold, you could table that. That's a palette cleanser. Yeah, game. for it's sure. It's really easy. I could just table on that. You can. You and it's very portable, so it's like easy to. Yeah. Yep. It's small. It's quick. It's fast. You can get that. You you can get people to play that. That's that's totally fine. Katan. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll still play Katan with people. I'm not joking. Ooh, about Anybody who's listening nice. to this, like, I my my theory about Katan is that it is just like there was nothing else, and everybody played it. Right. Every right. game has a certain amount of plays that you can play that game before you get tired of it or before it loses its charm. And right. I haven't reached whatever that number is for Catan because I've only played it like five times. Right, right, right. I'll still play Catan. It's still fresh for me. Yeah, yeah, I see. All right. Interesting. This is my way of figuring out which of my friends are actually listening to the podcast. Yes, because they'll reach out and be like, like, bro. <laughs> be like, hey, so do you actually want to play Catan right now? And I'll say maybe. Uh, fuck yeah. We could be playing hilarious. Nemesis. Yeah, see, that's Anyways. the trick. Yeah. So therefore, we're somewhere... I guess between like Mancala at the bottom and like Corridor is at the top, and we're in between those two. We're not going to let it go below Mancala or above Scythe, right? No, I I'm, I'm pushing for the very top. Like, okay, me that, yeah, like because you could table this. You're not tabling any of the other ones below this. Not not really, really. Uh, yeah. If you want to think of it that way, yeah, I'll table Sheepy Time and I'll table. Uh, corridor easier than Disney Villainous, but I'll table Villainous before Catan. I think, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe Catan is our point of resistance. Then, like maybe we decide above or below, and then we'll know where we are and how high or low it's gonna it's gonna go. Um, I personally would like to see um, Disney Villainous as, like you said, the sort of 20 years later, or okay, so Catan, what, 96, Villainous, 2018. So 22 years later, uh, Gateway Game as an idea. I think that's really cool, right? Like Catan touched a lot of hearts and minds in 1996. And made them very, very angry eventually. And now, exactly. So it's like, okay, well, I think we can maybe make a decent case, probably, maybe that Disney Villainous could be what Catan was then, now, 
if you can think for a second about how you were before you learned Catan, anybody who's listening and thinking I'm crazy, right? Like try and remember 1995 board games, try and remember 1994, try and remember 2010. And it was before the first time you'd played Catan, whenever that was right. What kinds of things you were playing and how interested in board games you were. And then Catan has a lot of good things that it did for the industry. And that's all different from you playing the game. Because we always say it's a gateway game to get you into better games. While that might be true. And while it is also still really important for the industry. I think that we can maybe say. Like this game can do for people. What Catan did for people in 1996. Not the industry. But players who are interested in board games as a hobby. Yeah, or even just don't know that they're interested in board games. As or a just don't know that they're interested in board games as a hobby. And this one can really help people start to see that in a really nice way and a really safe way. Because again, like we've said, you can fucking like to a needle's point hone your experience to make sure that the day to day or the minute by minute play is still fun because you're doing something you already know you like, like playing as Jafar or whoever. Right. So I think I want to put it above Catan for that reason. And then I think I want to stop there and go sheepy time, 16, this one, 17, Catan, 18. How do you feel oh, about that? And I want to fight. <laughs> Cause I love no. sheepy time and I can table yeah. it easier, No, but I understand why you don't want to. Yeah. That's fine. It's not going to above corridor. Me, I don't think for me personally, let me, let me I, I will say it. that I could, I could wiggle on sheepy time for the sake of our crazy ass experience. We had at Rukon. I could wiggle for that because of that until we get some more plays and then we re-rank, right? Because I do think we could table Sheepy Time if we put our minds to it. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it your word again. Say the Sheepy Time is actually a good game. All. Yes. Uh, I don't want to do it though, but I guess I have to do it. You don't have to. That no, just no, no. We have to. We just have to play more Sheepy Time. Like if if I will agree to this, if we can actually get like people and play Sheepy Time. Oh, yeah, so which which one gets us to play Sheepy Time more? Whichever one that is, that's the one we're doing <laughs> for this ranking, right? Like, we're going to rank it wherever we get to play Sheepy Time more. <laughs> for right. sure. I'll, 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 I'll let you have that. It's going to be 17 between Catan and Sheepy Time. Okay. But if we play Sheepy Time again, and it sucks, mm. we're dropping Sheepy Time. All right. That's a, so, okay, listeners, you, you heard it just now. By the time we get to the re-ranking, we will come through on that promise. Uh, and we will uh, make sure that that happens. Just to kind of speak a little bit to the future here, while uh, to give our listeners a little bit of an inside scoop. Um, so Root is coming up uh, in two episodes, uh, as long as everything over the next two weeks goes according to plan, which is a big favorite of, um, I'm sure, lots of people who are in our circle. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and then, yeah, we should be covering Mahjong, hopefully as soon as I can line up with Decoy here to get a few games in with them. Um, yeah, not schedule concerts over my teach. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I had to see Wise Blood um, because she's from California and had never come to where I live. And I was like, oh shit. And like seven months ago, I knew I'd want to go. And then what do you know? It happens to be on the Tuesday of like the first Mahjong teach. What are the fucking odds, right? Um, yeah, so we'll get it in there for sure. Um, yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, Disney villains, dude. I think at one point earlier, I called Ariel a cunt. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's a good, that's a good day. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to the show. 
Getting Gamey is produced by me, Mark Overstreet, a.k.a. Squid. And by me, Ray, a.k.a. Decoy. Music by Pixabay.com. Fuck yeah, dude! Right, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I, like I'm pretty sure I remember having, yeah, because I, and I do like that is how I feel whenever I see these heroes come out. I'm like, oh my god, like, and I'll say this crazy outlandish shit that you would never say about a little cute Disney character, right? Like, <laughs> so, and also Ariel is especially bad um, against Ursula. Like, she sucks fucking ass when she comes out. It's like, oh my god, she's so like. There's, I think every every hero or every villain has like the main hero. That's like, you know, the protagonist of the movie, right? Like Aladdin would be the Jafar equivalent. Right. But Aladdin's not the worst uh, hero that you see come out. The fucking magic carpet is the worst because you have to kill the magic carpet before you're allowed to kill anyone else. And the magic carpet can be placed any fucking where and given a shit ton of strength boost, like health boost. So like, Abu, for example, will steal the magic lamp and now you don't have that anymore. And then Aladdin can steal something else, right? And it's like, you still got to find the genie and all this shit. But like, you can't even work on any of that until you get to the fucking carpet you don't want to kill. So it's like, you have to waste time doing this. You know what I mean? Like, and at least in my experience, playing Jafar, Aladdin's not the one you don't want to see, the protagonist, right? But in Ursula, dude, I swear, every time I see Ariel, I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like, it, and I think that's the only one that I have in recent memory played where the main protagonist is like the villain that I hate the most in the, in the thing. Right. So yeah, that's a, I'm glad I got that dig in there. Right. Because (laughs) she sucks. (laughs) Yeah.